Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Somerset, Kentucky. Please make sure to visit us online at phbcsomerset.com. Isaiah chapter 6. And what you will find there in Isaiah chapter 6 is a record of the prophet Isaiah, his call where he heard God and he responded to the call of God. And uh, it's a wonderful story in Isaiah chapter 6. It records how he answered God's call to be sent out to share God's word with others. And it happens at all kinds of times in our life. Notice what it says in Isaiah 6 verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, King Uzziah had been a king for several years. I'm sure it brought a lot of stability to the people and the country. And now there's no clear leader. There's a lot of uncertainty and there's all kinds of things going on. And it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, and the hem of His robe filled the temple. Seraphim were standing above Him. They each had six wings, that's angels. With two they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. His glory fills the whole earth. The foundations of the doorway shook at the sound of their voices, and the temple was filled with smoke. And then I said, this is Isaiah, he's seeing all this take place, and he says, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and because my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of armies. So here is Isaiah. And what I want us to look at quickly this morning is three different things that he says. And this is the first one that Isaiah says. He says, Woe is me. When you have an encounter with God, it's, it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome experience. But there has to be a warning label attached to it. When you have an encounter with God, the first thing you're going to be aware of once you realize who, who you're in the presence of is you're going to realize who you are in light of who He is. You know, when Moses had an encounter with God at that burning bush, God had to spell it out for him. Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. When we realize who God is, how He is a holy God, an almighty God, an amazing God, we're going to cry out like Isaiah did. Woe is me. I want to share with you three things from the three statements that Isaiah said this morning that will hopefully uh, educate all of us when it comes to before we can say, God, send me, we need to be aware of anything that hinders that work or that process. So when Isaiah said, Woe is me, it shows us that sin barriers can keep you from starting to follow God. Maybe you've thought about following God. Maybe you have friends and family that follow God. Maybe you've never took that step to publicly say, you know, I want to trust and follow Jesus. And so you're sitting back and you're waiting and you're watching. When you have an encounter with God and you say, woe is me, you realize that there are sin barriers that keep you from starting on that journey to trust and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is Isaiah. He, he is in the temple. He's observing all of this. He's seeing the glory of the Lord fill the temple. He's seeing the angels, the foundations shake. He hears their voices and he just cries out, Woe is me, I am ruined. 
when you and I realize that God is holy and He is God and we are not, we begin to see our sin. We become aware of our sin. We realize that we're in the presence of one who is holy and just and perfect. And we will cry out the same way Isaiah did, Woe is me. I'm ruined. And then he calls it out. He says, I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips, but you know I can't fall back on them right now. I'm, I'm the man with unclean lips. And so he says, Woe is me. You know, if you and I are going to have an encounter and an experience with God, we've got to be willing to come to terms with whatever sins in our life that's separating us and God, and we've got to be willing to say, woe is me. Now, thankfully, God is a good God. He doesn't leave us in that sad situation. There in verse 6, one of the seraphim flew to me, and in his hand was a glowing coal that he had taken from the altar with tongs, and he touched my uh, mouth with it and said, now that this has touched your lips... Your iniquity is removed and your sin is atoned for. So he cries out, woe is me, and immediately the Lord has a plan to take care of the sin problem, to take care of the iniquity problem, and the same can happen to you and I. When we cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ, when we say, Lord, save me, He can come and He can take our sin away. Isn't that awesome? I love the fact that He does that. You know, I have to tell this story uh, maybe it will help you visualize it a little bit better. But years ago, when I was still in college, I wanted to be a camp counselor one summer. And so I went to the uh, uh, southwest part of uh, Virginia, a little town called Wise. And they have, a Beth, uh, they have a camp there called Camp Bethel. And I went there for seven weeks one summer, and I was a camp counselor and uh, ministering to all the kids in the, in the mountains and in in other areas where they would come from. Well... The setup is this, you're a counselor, you're trained for one week, and then you're assigned a cabin. And then every week, kids come into your cabin, and uh, you know I take care of those kids, make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, have devotions with them at night. And uh, you know sometimes they get into things, and they find things. And one little boy from, from I don't know where he came from, he came into the camp with a bottle of Tabasco sauce. And he saw my big bottle of scope there, Danny. He went, hmm. And he mixed the Tabasco sauce with the scope. Now, you know people tell things, right? So word got around. And it's like, okay, what can we do to have fun with this? And so the very day it happened, that night, we've got uh, devotions at bedtime in, in the cabin. And I said, we've got a great devotion, y'all. I want, to, I want to tell you what it is. And we went to Isaiah 6, and I read this story, the first six verses, seven verses that I just read to you, the exact same verse. And I said, you know, when we have an encounter with God, He deals with our sin. And, you know, Isaiah's problem was he was a man of unclean lips, but God had something for that. And I said, I want to do an object lesson today. And I gave them cups. They still didn't get it. And then I brought out the scope. You should have saw their eyes, Jim that big they said really i said yeah are you ready and so we all did it we had fun we laughed but um that's what happens when we cry out woe is me and then we're willing to say lord i'm a mess i'm ruined come do something help me save me he can and he will but don't let sin barriers keep you from starting in your walk with the lord jesus christ let's look at verse 8 then it says, Isaiah speaking, Then I heard the voice of the Lord asking, Who shall I send? Who will go for us? I said, 
here I am, send me. And he replied, go. And so here is Isaiah, and he says, here am I, send me. Uh, he is a positive example here, but it's something that I want to say that's negative uh, so that we don't do um, th this, is this. Isaiah was obedient. He's like, Lord, here I am, send me. But sometimes people aren't obedient. And what I want to say is disobedience is what holds people back. And so when it comes to experiencing God, don't let sin barriers keep you from starting to pursue God. But don't let disobedience hold you back either. Here is Isaiah, and he realizes that he's a sinner. And he cries out, woe is me. And the Lord takes away his sin. And then with the sin taken away, he's not willing to hold anything back from God. And he says, Lord... Here am I, send me. And that's something that we can all learn from. Here am I, send me. And then look in verse 9. He says, the Lord says, Go, say to these people, in other words, the ones I'm sending you to, keep listening, but do not understand. Keep looking, but do not perceive. Make the minds of these people dull, deafen their ears and blind their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their minds, turn back and be healed. And then I said, until when, Lord? And he replied, until cities lie in ruins without inhabitants, houses are without people, and land is ruined and desolate, and the Lord drives the people far away, leaving great emptiness in the land. Though a tenth will remain in the land, it will be burned again, like the terebinth or the oak that leaves a stump when felled. The holy seed is the stump. Now, very powerful there. But what is he saying? Here Isaiah goes from saying, woe is me, to here I am, Lord, send me. And then his next statement there in verse 11 is, until when, Lord? Until when? And I can identify with that one because sometimes, you know, we, we encounter God and, and He deals with our sin and that's no longer an issue and we're so overwhelmed by His grace and His love and His mercy that we're willing to say, Lord, just like Brother Danny said, Lord, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, here am I, send me. And then when we begin to take steps to pursue that path and do what God's called us to do. Don't get caught up in the, well, until when, Lord? Because sometimes we can encounter things along the way that we didn't expect. I call it excuses. Excuses keep us from finishing what God calls us to do. Uh, God called Isaiah to go to a people who would not listen to God. He says, I'm telling you to go to these people and they'll listen, but they won't understand. They'll look, but they won't perceive. And their ears will be deaf, their eyes will be blind, and they won't turn and be healed. Well, well, how long do you want me to keep doing that, God? Just keep doing it. Be faithful. Be faithful. I don't know about you. That may not be the kind of mission that you sign up for. That may not be what you want to do. But can I tell you that God is saying, send. Uh, I need somebody to send out. And when you hear uh, that call, uh, when God said to Isaiah, Who should I send? Who will go for us? Isaiah says, Lord, here I am. Send me. So what I want to give you very quickly this morning is three things that you need to do. Three things that you and I need to do, okay? When we experience God and He sends us out to fulfill His mission, if we're going to do that, we have to do three things. Number one, recognize the only difference between us and others is the grace of God. 
And maybe you've heard that before. There was a well-known pastor years ago um, who saw a, a, an alcoholic on the street and everybody was talking about how bad he was. Some were pitying him. And he looked out and he said, except for the grace of God, there go I. When you look at people through the eyes of Christ, you begin to realize the only difference between you and somebody else is the grace of God. Think about it. The grace of God is the only difference. Isaiah realized that very quickly because when he got into the presence of God, he says, I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. Woe is me! But then the angel came and took his iniquity away. The only difference between us and others is the grace of God. That's it. Number two, answer God's call to share His message with others. Maybe we need to keep praying. I believe God's still in the calling business, don't you? I believe God's still in the calling business. And I think we need to come together and we need to pray because God may be calling many of us, to do all kinds of things, but it can be anything as long as we're serving God and we're depending on Him. Uh, I think so many times we've put, in, we've put God in a box. If you're going to serve God, you only have to do this or this or this. But I want to tell you something. The fields are wide in the harvest. There are so many opportunities today to serve God right where you are. Are you willing to be a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you willing to let Him use you right where you are? There are people around you that don't know the Lord. And you know why they're around you? Because He wants you to be a part in loving them and leading them to Him. And so be willing to answer God's call to share His message with others. And number three, obey God no matter how others respond. You know, that's what I take away from that last part. You know, when Isaiah said, Lord, until when? Um, you know, if you're going to send me to people that aren't going to listen, that's not very fun. That's not exciting. It doesn't even, doesn't even look like I'm going to be successful. Lord, why should I even do that? How, how long do you want me to do that? Can I tell you something? When God calls you, when God sends you, you obey Him no matter how other people respond. I, I want to tell you something. I've seen that through the years. And it's always bothered me. One of my little stumps, if you will, is this. People will sit back and do nothing because of what other people are doing or in some cases not doing. And can I say, forget what other people are doing or not doing. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And that's what Josh Wilson's uh, song is all about. You know, I could sit right here and refuse to be moved but I'm not. I refuse. I am going to hear the call of God. I'm going to respond to the call of God. I, I'm going to do what God is calling me to do and not worry about anybody else. And at the end of the day, isn't that what matters? Yes. Nobody's going to stand before God on judgment day and say, God, let's don't talk about me. Let's talk about my neighbor. That's not going to work, is it? It's not going to fly. He'll deal with your neighbor when it's time for them to stand before him. But what about you? When you hear the call of God, when you see the need, when you feel God uh, you know, calling you to, to step out in faith and, and say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Then you'll experience God in a whole new way. 
I could go on and on, but let me wrap it up by saying this. When you are willing to pray, Lord, send me, then He can use you. And if you're willing to say, Lord, send me, then you're saying, Lord, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, no matter what happens, I just want to serve you. What does that look like? That looks like say, saying to God, God, send me. I want to do what you want me to do. I want to go where you want me to go, whatever it is you want me to do. And you look for those moments. You look for those opportunities. And when they present themselves, you walk through those doors. And you be the witness for the Lord Jesus Christ that He wants you to be. He'll put people in your path. He'll put opportunities in front of you. If you'll just surrender to Him, if you'll seek Him and surrender Him and let Him lead, He will lead you every single step of the way. Don't worry about what other people do or don't do. That is not the issue. The issue is, are you willing to answer God's call on your life? Because no one else can. Only you can. Let's all stand. Musicians come. We're going to have a time of invitation, a time for you to respond to God. I want to say to you today, realize that God loves you, that God sent His Son to die on that cross. His name is Jesus. And to those who come and place their trust in Jesus and follow Him, guess what? He takes our sin away. And then He wants to send you out so you can tell others what He's done for you so He can do it for them too. Maybe God's speaking to you today. Maybe look at the three prayers we've talked about the past three weeks. Maybe you need to say, Lord, search me and let Him, invite Him to come into your life and show you where you are and where you need to be. Maybe you need to pray, God, change me. And you need to let Him have His way in your life. Maybe you need to pray, send me. Lord, I, I want you to work through my life. How can you use me for your kingdom? He can. You don't have to go to seminary for that. You don't have to be a preacher for that. He can use you right where you are. You know, at the end of the day, we're all missionaries. And we're all in this world. And we're on mission for the Lord Jesus Christ. And He wants to use you right where you are to reach the people that are around you right now. Will you be a part of that? All you got to do is say, Lord, send me. And be willing to go where He wants you to go and do what He wants you to do. Thanks for listening to this sermon podcast from Pleasant Hill Baptist Church. To learn more about the church, find out meeting times, or learn how to contact the pastor, please visit phbcsummerset.com.